Aussie entendre. Two people, two cultures, two conversations. One telephone call. It is Saturday afternoon, a sacred time for most married Australian men. The chores are done. Well, almost. Well, will be eventually. Mothers are doing, well, what mothers do on a Saturday afternoon. The kids are at sports training and their fathers can enjoy their sports. Laying back on the couch with a beer to enjoy the footy on the telly. Indeed, Joe is doing just that. The grass has been mown, sort of, and he's comfortably settled on the couch in a room that, like Joe, has set low priorities on neatness. He has also given little credence in the need for middle-aged overweight men to watch their diet and is cramming handfuls of potato chips into his mouth in between swigs of beer. Come on, run your mongrel. Don't sit on your... Ass. That's my boy. Come on. Betty is coming in from the car with a bag of shopping in either arm. She goes straight to the kitchen to unload. Joe! Telephone! It's the landline! You answer it. I'm busy. Doing what? Watching the big match. I'm putting the groceries away. So answer the phone. It may be Telstra. I've been trying to contact them about the nuisance calls we get. People either trying to sell me life insurance or a funeral plan. Can't do both. Can't. The team's down five points. They need me. Betty enters the room, now obviously angry. Lazy, what's it? Nearly lunchtime and still in your jammies. Oh, come on, Betty. You know me and your drongo brother did hard yakka all yesterday, Arvo. Yeah, then you both went on the piss last night and got legless. She picks up the landline phone. Good day. Yes, indeed it is a good day, madam. Good morning and salutations. May I inquire as to whether or not you are the mistress of the abode? What? Joe? A bloke here wants to know if I'm your mistress. Joe comes too suddenly, looking just a little bit guilty. Hey, what? What's that about my mistress? A bloke on the blower wants to know if I'm your mistress. What, you? That's a joke. Joe sees the look on Betty's face and quickly changes his attitude. Uh, bloom and cheek. Here, let me talk to him. Reluctantly, Joe grabs the remote turns down the volume on the telly, extricates himself from the couch, leaving a confetti trail of potato chips as he lumbers towards Betty and the outstretched phone. G'day, Cobber. Now tell me, what's your game? No, I am not in the recreation business, but I take it you are the master of the house? A quick look at Betty receives a sneer as a reaction before she turns and makes her way back to the kitchen. Yeah? Well, sir. How are you on this most propitious day? I'm good. Bees knees. Then I'm sorry, sir. I'm not wishing to speak to an agricultural establishment. I must have the wrong number. So I bid you farewell. Joe looks at the phone with bewilderment as the distinct click of the receiver is heard. He returns the phone to the cradle, lumbers back to the couch 
and just has time for a quick squig of beer before... G'day. Oh, good morning, sir. And how are you on this most propitious day? Ah, you again. Like I said, I'm good. Bees knees. Ants pants. Ah, the gentleman from the agricultural establishment. And you have a most disturbing ailment, if I may say so. Would you wish time to remove them? Remove what? The pants in which the ants are crawling. I'm suggesting you may wish to remove your undergarments. What? You want me to take off my grundies? Betty has just come back into the room, obviously curious. What? What's going on? This bloke wants me to take off my underchuckies. I am merely suggesting you may wish to remove your trousers in order to eradicate the infestation of the nasty little creatures crawling all over the lower part of your body. Hey, watch it. You're a cheeky bugger. I haven't had that problem for years now. Betty calls from the kitchen. Dolls, when you're done with that nutter, will you boil the billy? I'm gasping for a cuppa. Kylie will be over this arvo with the ankle biters, so i got to make some arvo sangers for Smoko. Ankle biters? Boiling up billy, then smoking him? Just because he has a little termite invasion? What kind of woman have you taken as your mistress, no, I ain't got time talking with you. I gotta go. We're gonna fire up the barbie and... Oh my goodness gracious me, sir. I beg you to not do this dreadful deed. Setting fire to Mistress Barbie will not help your internalised anger against the vengeance of your wife. What ruddy anger? It's my wife who'll be aggro if she doesn't get her cuppa. She runs around like a ruddy chook without a head until she has that. More brutality. Cutting off chicken heads just for fun? My God, but you Australians are savages. Now come on, fair crack of the whip and cut the crap, will you? And stop beating about the bush and tell me what you want. Again with the physical violence, even as you work in your agricultural establishment beating bushes. Ah, but maybe they have termites. But the anger, sir, is not good for the constitution. Here, in my country, we simply throw shoes. It is a metaphor to walk away. Betty has come back into the room. What's happening now? Struth, I don't know. He wants me to take my shoes off now. Well, you can't take your pants off till you do. But I'm not wearing any. Sir, would that be trousers or shoes? I advise the wearing of both in cold climates such as yours. Ah, so you're selling shoes. Now we're getting somewhere. Look, mate, first up. I ain't got a brass razoo. And second, I never buy anything I can't have a gander at first. Because last time I did, I ended up with jack shit. I came with a profanity and now reference to my colleague Jack, whose personal body functions are not wholesome in the hot weather, I would agree. Even so, that is very rude. Now look here, you little bum fluff. I've had enough of this malarkey. Now this sir is going too far. Referring to my genitals is not seemly. Betty is standing at the door, pointing at the clock. In her hand is a rolling pin and an indication that she is going to hit Joe with it. Look here, mate. I'm not interested in your wedding tackle. And I've got to go and boil the billy, else my missus might attack mine. You know what Sheila's are like? They can get real crook. Who is this Sheila? I thought your good lady's name was Barbie. But with the crook I can help you. If you dial zero, 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 I understand the police constabulary will come to your aid for the catching of crooks. What? Police? I don't want no police here. Now look, 
Are you Ridgy Ditch? Or are you yanking my chain? You can chuck the dummy and yabber to yourself in your own time, but I'm a busy man, so spit it out. No, sir. Spitting is not gentlemanly. Betty grabs the phone. Look, I've had enough of this codswallop. I still haven't made the pav, and he's got to change out of his tracky-dacks, so stop acting the raw prawn and let us know what you want. Yeah, and I've got to go buy some grog, so I haven't got time to talk to a galah like you. Once and for all, who are you, and what do you want? Sir, I have been trying to tell you I am calling from the esteemed and most excellent establishment of Telstra Communications. What? Why? To see if you are happy with the service and to ensure that you are not getting nuisance calls. Well, eat my shorts. That, sir, I certainly will not do. That is not part of Telstra's service. Betty and Joe look at each other in surprise. You know, Betty, the trouble with these offshore operators is they just don't speak English. I hardly understood a word he said. You have been listening to Aussie Entendre, written and dramatised by Priyanda Cross and Trevor Bell. Fast fiction podcasts hope to inspire, intrigue and entertain you and would appreciate your tick of approval on your favourite listening platform.